Hi, wherever you're listening to this, I hope you're doing well. Welcome to Tech Conversations, where we bring you insights from tech entrepreneurs, CXOs, and investors. I'm Hariyarakli, and in this episode, Satish Ramchandani, co-founder and chief business officer of Updapt, gives us a quick update with the company which offers software solutions for businesses to manage their ESG, meaning Environment, Sustainability and Governance reporting. Uptap software is past the product market fit, Satish says, and the company has about 75 enterprise customers. The product is built for businesses anywhere in the world, he says. Thank you again for making time to see me. Very nice to meet you in person that's yeah. something that also yeah. elevates a podcast conversation Thank you. i mean during covid days we did a lot of these uh, online absolutely that's uh, yeah. that was in fact it you know we learned a lot in the process every one yeah. of us what we thought though the infra and tech was there before covid also right but there was a mind block that you know oh how would you do that you know yeah. i think it's, it's such a learning experience in that way itself, yeah you know? Yeah. So I'll just introduce myself. I mean, yeah, one yeah, is yeah. obviously, yeah. you know, so I'm one of the co-founders at Updrap. But uh, prior to that, I was in the industry for about 18 years. I was last with Crystal Ratings. I was heading the business for institutional SME and social sector ratings. And that's where I got exposed to the mm. ESG community. Though the G part was there in my qualification mm. and a little bit in what I did my initial 10 years. Because uh, I've done my CA. I'm a charter accountant by qualification and... Then did my MBA from NMIMS. Uh, initially, 10-12 years, I spent time most of my time in corporate finance, risk management and strategy roles. Uh, so I was a controller in Bank of America and then uh, CFO in Centrum. And then Crystal, I moved on the business side, on the sales side, uh, you know, selling, grading, rating and, you know, other assessment solutions. And that's how I got uh, exposed to the ESG community and entrepreneurship was something close to my heart for decades and years. We are, you know, building Updapt. So, yeah, Updapt is a, it's a five-year-old firm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been funded by CI Accenture Ventures now. And we are an 80-member team now. Mm, we are, I'm one of the four co-founders, right? Uh, I have other colleagues who come from, you know, related strong experiences with Thomson Reuters, EY and other firms. And uh, so essentially, what do we do? We've built SaaS solutions, which helps medium to large businesses uh, digitally manage their ESG lifecycle from a data management, monitoring and reporting perspectives. And a lot of AI ML driven insights, helping them, you know, in their uh, decarbonization journey, helping them to achieve their net zero goals, you know, through a lot of data insights and, uh, you know, other uh, analytics. So that's what, you know, we have built. Uh, Where are you all based? The headquarters for your company? So we have a 60-seater office in Mangalore. Okay. That's where my two, three co-founders are based out of. Hmm. I'm from Mumbai. So... Mumbai, we are six, seven team members, right? Primarily on the business side. So I drive the global sales and marketing, right? Um, and uh, yeah, we have few people in three, four in Bangalore, a couple of them in Delhi and other cities. And we have recently formed subsidiaries also in UAE and UK. So uh, we have a BD director in those markets also because what we have built is a tool for global markets. 
right obviously we started with india journey because we were closer to the market and we wanted use cases you know to really create a solid product before we go to markets outside of india mm. Mm. and the journey so far we have about 7580 clients now you know uh, listed and listed companies mm, revenues ranging from 100 million dollar to 20 billion dollar Mm. Uh, across uh, various industries right from pharma healthcare tech industrial services uh, cement so yeah we have about 8 to 10 clients outside of india also mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah 2024 is going to be an exciting year from a perspective of mm. uh, you know reaching out to geographies you know where we have handful of clients where we tested waters in 2023 i think we're going to put a lot of energies in those markets india i think we've uh, you know we we are reasonably known by the sustainability community you know mm. obviously you have to constantly do the hard work of uh, you know the r&d mm. investments in the product and constantly letting the clients know that how we're going to add value you know that hard work i think continues whether you're a 5 year old firm or a 50 year old firm doesn't matter mm-hmm. can can you step back for a minute and talk about how you all got the idea to start this company i mean oh 5 years ago what was the idea that you started with and maybe yeah. you can give me a sense of where you have evolved to yeah so uh, one of my uh, co-founder mithun you know so we know each other through friends so he was with thomson reuters for 15 years where he was managing sustainability performances for global companies right mm. and that's how the idea got seeded right that let's build a solution right a digital tool uh, that time obviously the noise was not so much what we have seen in last 2 3 years right and uh, god has been kind in that way mm. obviously we could see that trend coming right given the climate risk so see the, that's how the idea got floated from you know his side that we should build something Uh, which will really digitize you know the ehg data monitoring reporting process and only f- that time i remember 5% of the companies is what we could see are actually reporting the ehg performances mm. right and we saw a great uh, sort of opportunity out there right and from there obviously you know we took our own uh, you know short to long term assessments of the market and constantly agile in our strategy both from a product standpoint and market standpoint can you talk about this sort of in the next level of detail when you say esg data monitoring yeah. what are the big problems that you saw companies have that who may be now your customers yeah. that you thought you could solve with your solution yeah so four five key problem statements uh, one is you know the data see if you're running a business operations you know you have your metrics but it's either not captured or it's lying somewhere in the organization which is spread across you know your mm. operations it could be in 20 locations in india or it could be 200 locations across the globe right so the biggest challenge was managing the data efficiently and accurately right so this was one of the biggest problem second is the entire uh, you know uh, process of calculating ghg greenhouse gas or the carbon footprint accounting mm. right which involved huge man hours appointing consultants right so we have digitized that through a tool right where you can do that calculations you know understand your emissions through our tool itself uh, thirdly you know the the sustainability standards are ever evolving 
right uh, obviously we have issb coming now you know to standardize but it's been ever evolving so from our tool obviously the reporting and the entire process gets standardized at the click of a button and then lastly you, you know uh, the various uh, ecosystem in a business transaction are seeking this information right whether it's not only regulators mm-hmm. given that 30 countries have made reporting disclosure mandatory but investors rating agencies all are seeking this information so our solution will give those insights where you know you can have those real meaningful conversations you know the cfo or the md you know the cso chief secretary officer can have those meaningful conversations showcase what they're doing so these are the problem statements we saw in the market where again many of them are spending time on administrative aspects rather than really you know spending more time on uh, designing a strategy to move to a you know uh, green energy uh, business environment or executing the strategy so i think our solution really helps them to you know manage these uh, operational process and reporting elements very seamlessly mm. Can you illustrate with one or two examples of uh, specific things that your customers can do today on your, uh, uh, would you say it's already evolved or beginning to evolve to a more like a platform or is it still a product? So, so typically, you know, the customers we reach out to, for example, uh, you know, 90% of them manage this process, which I just mentioned manually or in a way which is uh, as and when needed, you know, and if they need to generate a report or they need to share their ESG metrics with someone, you know, they are going to work hard for 20, 30 days, sort of make a report, which is Mm -hmm. uh, not really complete or maybe with uh, not 100 level percent of accuracy. So that's a use case, right? So typically, I would say how you have a financial accounting and reporting system to record your income, asset, asset, liability items. Mm -hmm. So my solution will help you to record your entire ESG transaction digitally and generate reports and analytics out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So typically the customer I'll reach out to, okay, they will deploy my solution. They will start recording the ESG transactions or if they have the data in another system, we'll get that integrated with that tool, right? You can do your carbon footprint accounting digitally, generate your reports at a click of a button as per the formats needed by the regulators with a lot of dashboards, insights, you know, including competition, uh, peer benchmarking insights and other related to, you know, for you to make meaningful decisions, obviously around uh, ESG itself. So that's a typical, uh, you know, use case, I would say, uh, what, you know, a client would have uh, through our product. Mm. Adapt itself is uh, right now uh, a product and do you envision it becoming a platform with more features and other? So, I mean, we constantly invest in R&D activities. So essentially, yes, we don't do consulting. Mm. Right. As a strategy, we want to be a product firm. Having said that, uh, you know, the initial uh, six to eight weeks implementation time, there's a lot of, uh, you know, close coordination. We work with the client giving my ESG experts will give them inputs because we help them map the ESG data points in a product. You know, we give those handholding elements. But fundamentally, our, a product company, we build a SaaS tool. If the customer is ready, they can start using the product in like 10 days time also, right? Mm. And if the customer will take their own time in terms of, you know, their inputs, our inputs, taking a certain decision, you know, it could take about six to eight weeks time also, which is currently is a typical average, I would say, right? Uh, and from a future standpoint, we constantly, like for example, last three to six months, we built a lot of AI ML driven features, 
build a couple of other modules also on value chain partners has been given scope 3 is you know like 80% of the emissions uh, and the next 12 month itself we have lined up uh, beyond sharpening existing features right and building new ones planned two three other modules right so which is going to be a constant effort and exercise and then the market will also evolve right for example you have issb coming up you'll have some other uh, elements coming up in this assembly space itself you know so we'll obviously uh, align a solution to those market developments also mm-hmm. for a more general listener um, can you briefly talk about the different elements of esg because i mean currently it's kind of spoken of in the same breath as uh, yeah. tracking carbon footprint tracking scope 3 emissions and so on yeah. so i would imagine that's a big part of what esg is today yeah. uh, but there are other elements of it as well so kind of just walk us through what all yeah. you focus on yeah so from our solution standpoint you know you could record all the esg transactions and generate reports for regulatory filing purposes and for management reporting purposes mm. giving you operational insights across each of the processes under esg so to further break it down as you said obviously esng as we know or interchangeably used as sustainability environment social and governance right so let's start with the g part right uh, because that's been pretty evolved i would say we have so many governance policies and mm. regulations coming up you know a lot of countries have evolved india itself has evolved you know you had that kotak committee audit committee and so mm. many other regulations for the listed companies specifically right so there has been right it's just that you know you're bringing everything together and generating a score itself right so governance would typically and entail how is uh, how is the organization governed how is how are they running their business operation both from a uh, robustness of the process and ethical standpoint right so which will involve your audit committees your independent directors on the board your women directors on the board your ethics policy and your 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 committees you know to oversee certain key agendas of the company it could be around risk or it could be around uh, you know it could be around csr or it could be anything else right so that would typically as we all know the so called corporate governance and social uh, not to speak much i mean we all know last you know some of the real themes which companies are focusing upon from a say diversity and inclusion perspective not only gender diversity but diversity across whether ethnics or whichever way you want to call it employee engagement uh, training again you know capacity building a lot of companies are investing upon right uh, uh, and the health and the safety elements specifically in a large organization right so what are the processes companies would have the incidents they have the accidents they have what are the measures they are taking what are the security elements they have right so each industry will have their own nuances for example bpo may have their own nuances because they have the caps for their say late night people who work late night or especially female employees again on the manufacturing side it will be your machineries or in a real estate it could be people or facility management company it could be people who are uh, you know uh, sort of working in you know high rise buildings or those structures right So it'll be everything around that, right? As and obviously, S will also include your social projects which you are running, you know, uh, for uh, the uh, interventions you've identified, right? It could be around whichever themes, hunger or poverty or education or whatever you may call that. So that's the the S, some of the components of the S itself, right? 
mm-hmm. and then the e typically as you spoke about scope 1 scope 2 scope 3 which will be on the energy consumption itself right e will also include your other elements around your 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 water management processes right in terms of your and then your waste management processes again pretty important given that we all are speaking about recycling we all are speaking about uh you know circular economy you know where you you use products which are constantly recycled and uh, you know save the resources out there so there are the multiple components around each of the pillars of esng obviously many of them are uh, uh, you know will be co part of any processes many of them are needed for reporting purposes also but there could be some specific agendas each organization may be driving as part of the larger philosophy and policy right which they could always be part of the business operations and monitoring and reporting can you give us a couple of examples of any customers that you're comfortable talking about and just to give us a sense of which kinds of uh, verticals which kinds of companies uh, where you're particularly relevant yeah so i think from a relevant standpoint even if i have to really give you a broad uh, segmentation of my customers you know like so i'll have segments customers in india and outside india so that's a geographic segment i'll have a segment where the customer is into manufacturing and which is into services right because the moment services there the e will be little uh, you know less from a volume standpoint intensity standpoint as compared to manufacturing mm-hmm. another segment i would say a company which is large and listed in publicly stock exchanges so there are regulatory requirements and another company which is not listed on the stock exchanges but is still uh, monitoring the esg performances because either they are doing it as part of the larger philosophy right or they may want to go public or the investors are seeking or there may be a supply chain partner to a large corporate because large corporates are running esg performances across the supply chain partners also right so these are the various segments i spoke about geographical segment i spoke about publicly listed unlisted companies i also spoke about you know uh, the industries right and the sizes also as i said some of the companies have revenue of about you know 7500 million dollar like 500 crore rupees and some of them have over you know 20 billion dollar 1 1 lakh Uh, in Indian rupees, right? Mm. So these are the various. Now, if I take one or two examples, as you said, right? If you look at uh, one of our manufacturing client, right, which is a typically in say pharma space again, right? Obviously, they'll have their own uh, multiple sites across the globe, right? Consumption of materials, so many energy types, so many fuel types, right? Mm. Recording each of them, calculating the emissions for the consumptions they are doing. right and then obviously the data which is spread across uh, the geography the authenticity of the data the documents supporting those data points calculation of the emissions you know and then similarly on the sng part right and another client which is not into manufacturing say we have a client in healthcare right with multiple hospitals across right again each of the hospitals will have their own consumption of everything around e sng will be typically at a corporate level right so again they may be listed yes they are listed but various reasons why again uh, you know they are doing it in your own product development journey where are you at would you say you have largely 
well past the product market fit and now you're looking at serious growth where are you at yeah so i think we have crossed as you rightly said we have crossed that perfect you know product market fit right the solution is ready for mm. global markets also mm. right uh, when i say india is obviously relatively couple of years old some of the markets are you know newer than india also like uae is a year old uh but yeah some of the markets specifically in europe you know are little older markets right so our product is uh, ready for those markets itself and having said that obviously benchmarks keeps on changing right mm. excellence moves from 8 to 9 9 to 10 and at times the scale of 10 itself changes to 20 mm. so that's a constant activity which we keep on doing in terms of what the client needs and even what we believe the client may need after 6 months right we put that into our thinking process and constantly plug that in our product so what are the next important steps or milestones for you for your product of course in terms of business i would imagine that organically you would want to add more customers and yeah. maybe even uh, make some small targeted acquisitions and so on but um, more from a tech and product development side what are some of the important things that you're chasing right now yeah so i think as you rightly said from a market standpoint you know acquisition of customers is uh, but yeah we would also like to go to some of the new markets mm. you know outside of india also some of the new segments you know typically like private equity right uh, you know in relation to the product which you said for example on the product uh, we have built a private equity tool right where the funds can use our tool to ma- manage the esg performances of the portfolio companies right mm. uh, hoping to acquire a couple of clients in the la- next two months you know in this space itself uh, so and as we keep on acquiring clients in this space obviously the tools itself will get sharpened uh, another two three elements which are looking in next uh, 12 months you know we trying to build something on the on the impact side right uh, mm-hmm. where firms can use the tool to you know understand the impact of the investments they are making in social or other projects as part of the roadmap we are also trying trying to build something at a more operational level on the uh, you know health and safety side or the e side of the products and then couple of other modules you know around uh, uh, life cycle assessments and other ones yeah mm-hmm. when you uh, pitch to a new customer what are the kinds of questions that you have to field that are kind of critical to convincing them to use your solution yeah so again uh, you know i will break the customers into there are two three categories you know some of them uh, you know or of a size or of a philosophy who look at to begin is primarily from a compliance standpoint where is mandatory for them and there are some of them you know who have actually you know parked a lot of investments uh you know in their decarbonizing the entire business operations right mm. so but typically the questions you know for the former would be around you know how can you you know seamlessly generate your uh, so called regulatory report uh and questions around that but but the most common questions couple of them have to really put it for two categories is that uh, the you know how do you efficiently manage the data which is across the operations you know how do you really digitize that process mm. right so that's one of the questions i think which is commonly asked and we have built solutions around that for example whether through api integration for any of the existing tools they must be using or if it means that 
they want to integrate with the energy meters so that the data comes from those meters or any of the other tools directly into our solutions so that's one of the pretty uh, you know common question by both these sets and the other element is constantly some of the the, the latter part the more evolved part you know how the tools will actually help them in their uh, net zero journey itself right beyond reporting mm-hmm. right which would actually mean forecasting abilities and you know a lot of data insights a lot of uh, you know inferences of the data which is there in the system linking it with some of the data which is there in the market yeah mm-hmm. what's a good way of illustrating uh, how the complexity of managing esg has changed over the i don't know past 5 10 years i mean what kind of uh, so i don't know ratios would you all track for example like in stock markets you people look at p ratios and here would you look at something like uh, what proportion of your revenue might have to be spent on managing esg i mean what kinds of things are being measured yeah so i think uh, see ratio i think it'll it'll evolve over time like you have your ESG ratings now, right? Which itself, there is no universal rating framework, right? Regulations are trying to be built. Mm. Second is from a company specific, you know, the ratios will all always be linked to uh, you know a particular driver of the revenue or the expense of that company, right? It could be emission per bed for a hospital, mm. right? It could be you know emission per vehicle for an automobile company, right? So mm. those are obviously you know and the ratios so far right the way you'll calculate the financial ratios yeah mm-hmm. but typically if you have to see it is going to be the the emissions right the, the carbon footprint itself of the organization mm-hmm. you, you 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 may be aware of some credible sort of studies which are the best known studies that look at um, you know how much companies are spending on esg uh, you know operations management today yeah i mean you know like uh, very large companies apple samsung across their very complex mm. multi you know sort of global supply chains yeah and they are pushing their uh, partners vendors also to uh, become you know uh, sustainable. more sustainable yeah. so uh, i would imagine in such cases companies like yours are relevant uh, yeah. which is solution so um, when they when they obviously keeping the costs down would be very important to all these companies right mm. so um i'm just trying to get a sense of how all these things are changing yeah. which is why i asked you about uh, how does how does one track managing the complexity of uh, esg and what's a good way of illustrating it yeah so i think if i have to really speak about a specific these some of the ratios i just mentioned but i think if your question is around uh, you know how much uh, money they should spend as a percentage to their revenue or expense i think that's pretty evolving and mm. you know it's purely the capacity of everyone because for any organization to move from a, a fossil fuel operations to a so called you know renewable or a yeah. green operations that would entail a lot of investments and these would typically happen over time right because every investments will have a return of uh, you know over the number of years right so i think yeah i think it'll be pretty specific to mm-hmm. every organization but the only the largest story is that uh, the sponsorship is at the highest level right from board to the mds to the executive committees mm-hmm. you know budgets are being uh, parked specifically for these agendas you know and obviously 
billions of dollars you know towards a uh, uh, you know greener economy not only at entity level but even at country level mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. we are seeing those commitments you know being made in not only forums but even uh, paris agreements where you know there have been sign offs yeah no no uh, of course the spending on the transition itself is one thing yeah as us trying to also get a sense of uh, the market for all the different tools to manage all these mm-hmm. things where i mean which would be relevant to you right so what yeah. is what is like a realistically addressable market for all the software tools that can help manage esg i think if see again when you speak about climate tech solutions you know it's it's too huge it mm-hmm. will include not only what the tool which we have built it will also include your electric vehicles it will include your renewables you know so that's like in really trillion dollars right right yeah mm-hmm. but if you speak about the space where we are into mm-hmm. i right, typically esg you know so i think see our sense has been that you know the market is should be at least about you know 20 billion dollar Okay, I mean, depending on your comfort level with some of these numbers, can you talk about where you are at in terms of your growth, some revenues? Uh, is it early commercialization? Uh, are you basically looking at much of your commercial activity happening from now onwards? Or yeah. Where are you at? So we have about seventy-five, eighty clients now. Okay, so that's a that's one of the metric. Right, again, uh, some of them outside of India, about a dozen, and some of them in India. most of them in india are as of now right and from a revenue standpoint i think commercialization obviously began about 2 3 years back itself you know we always had a paid client right obviously there were uh, different pricings which we had for some of the clients right to get some use cases right but yeah, i think all good and uh, i think looks good rest all i think probably we can chat offline yeah mm-hmm. fair enough i mean couple of standard questions uh, what might be your sort of top challenges um, mm. in the way of you know growing faster or uh, kind of getting to some of the targets that you all would like to get to yeah i think see uh, from specific to a market standpoint yes uh, you know like any other you know even if you are a big brand uh, one of the challenge obviously would be that how do we really penetrate Uh, some of the markets where we have to really build a brand i would say right mm-hmm. so that's one of the areas which we constantly think and we have found some solutions to that right that how do we really attack so if you want to be a really a global player you want to be there in some of the europe markets some of the other markets right so constantly because once you build a brand once you give that comfort to some of the companies out there you know we are pretty confident about the tool itself so that's that's one of the area which we'll be focusing upon in 2024 we'll need more money you work quick update on your funding yes we would need more money and uh, there is an institutional round of money you know which we are going to see coming also uh, in your future so uh, as of now your rates succeed series a very well so i would say we are at you know seed level so the larger institutional round we consciously kept on pushing so that you know we keep on acquiring more clients and uh, get a better valuation right i mean the earlier you go obviously the dilution is on the higher side which you're trying to push our product is global in nature and we have some advantages uh, you know over others in markets outside of india right uh, so yeah just let's keep on spreading the word okay 
Okay, Ratesh, thanks again for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Harry. Thanks for having me on. That's it for this conversation. I hope you found it interesting. You can find all our podcasts at ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast app. I'm Hari Arakli. Thank you for listening.